Okay, the third shear in Lakut Imran, Torah Dalad, four. So we're up to in the middle of Ches, Ice Ches in Torah um, Dalad. The Rebbe was starting off and speaking about the four Midas. There's uh, four aspects that we're going to tie into different uh, ideas, obviously, not just speaking about them uh, uh, you know, conceptually, but there's there's the inanimate, there's the vegetative world, and then there's the animal world, and then there's the speaking people. Um, so he says in the beginning here that the two, the two first things, the inanimate and vegetative, represent um, depression, like dead, that's what you feel like when you're depressed, and, uh, and, and tzemeach, the earth, and tzemeach would be um, taiva, which is desires. And he says that the first way to get rid of both of those things, which we spoke about at the end of last week, was to see the face of the tzaddik, which we said that might include learning the Torahs of the tzaddik, which would be even a deeper connection to the tzaddik than just um, seeing a face. And by doing that, when you get that connection to a tzaddik, all of a sudden you're awake, you're alive. And all of the little childish stuff, like being just depressed, you jump and you run to your mother, the, the source of all, um, the source of where you came from, um, the, so to speak, the mother, the, the aim, the, the milk, the halav, like we said, which fit in well with Shuis that we just passed over. And we said that also the taivas, you run and you jump away from them, you run away from them. So now we're holding in the middle there, it says, Vizeu umisyara. No, that we did already. Habachina ashniya. The second aspect over here is Hatsadaka Shanoisana Tamachacham. The charity, the tzedaka that you give to the Tamachacham. Shaydeza Nitza Mimidis Rosh Hashnei Yisaydais Chai Medaber. From this, you saved from two, the Midas of two, of two Yisaydais, of Chai Medaber, of the animal kingdom, so to speak, and the, um, the humans, Medaber. People that already have the ability to talk and to communicate. Which is an aspect of where we were, we were connecting this whole this whole idea back to a Gemara um, that spoke about a person lost in the forest and he doesn't know where he's going and he's afraid of thorns and thistles. We mentioned last week, and now he's afraid of Chayra and Listim, which are animals, wild beasts, and Listim are are bandits or robbers. So we see that those two are already representative of the Chai and the Medaber. Which represent on the in the in the translation that Ramachman is giving to what they mean is Dvarmatalim, which we're gonna see he translates not just them as schmoozing about nothing, but what um generally descend into Lashon Hara, and um haughtiness and all of that which comes out from these things, which means that these are basic categories, but obviously a lot of stuff comes out from just Doran Batalim and Gaiba. They Dvar Batalim Lashnara, here he adds it in straight up. From Dvar Batalim Stam Shmuzing and Lashnara, which, I mean, you guess you could make a diak, especially since this Torah is Lashnara Beinu, which means that it's very Miduyak, is that, you know, there's no such thing as Shmuzing about nothing. They say that the Chavetz Chaim was a, a fantastic conversationalist. People think that he wrote Chavetz Chaim, speaking so much, you have to be so careful of your words. You come to him and he would be like one of those guys that you speak to and they're just like, uh, 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 uh. He, he would schmooze and schmooze and schmooze. The, the word is to schmooze about focused, good things. Because if you don't, it's just like, ah, we'll schmooze, we'll talk. Uh, eventually it descends. Um, so you have to be careful with that. So he's, now he's speaking specifically that 
poverty comes from these two ideas, these Dvorah Metelim and Lashon Ra. Kamashi Kasaki, Mesukala Nashim Zoanius. Right, Moshe Rabbeinu um, fled Mitzrayim because of Dasan Naviram, who informed on, on him that he killed a Mitzri in, uh, in Mitzrayim. And because of that, he had to run away. Eventually, Hashem told him, all the people have died. Now, we know from all the stories later on that Dasan Naviram were very alive and kicking. They were not dead. But Chazal teaches that they lost all their money, and because of that, they became Aniim, and Ani Nachshav Kemes. Ani is like a poor person, is like a dead person. And why was it that they got this Aniyas from Nachman's learning out? Because they spoke Lashon and they moistered him, they ratted him out to Paroi. So, because of Lashon they came Aniyas. So that's where you see that Aniyas and Lashon and Dvarim Betelim are very much connected. That a sign for haughtiness is anius. Um, let's just finish up this this one paragraph, and then we'll get back to that. These two concepts. Now you see that anius comes from again as the cause is something something that comes out of uh, of gaiva. Like they tzedaka nisasha. We know that through giving tzedaka, although it is does seem counterintuitive that by giving away your money you become rich. But we know as Jews that's the truth. Very interesting. Nachman doesn't bring the classic. Asar Kadeshis disaster. That if you give mice, you're going to get money. But it, for whatever reason, you have to dig deeper to see why he doesn't use. There, there are people that make diukim out of every single word in the Kitamaran. Why the Rebbe doesn't use the other pasuk? Use this pasuk, and there are limudim to be learned from that. But I do not know. But he brings down this idea from the Gemara, im im shleimim vechin, which is quoting a pasuk in Nachum, im shleimim vechin rabim vechin negoizu va'avar inisich le'anech. Though they were united, and likewise many, even so, they are over and gone. I have afflicted you, but I will you no more. And according to the way the Rebbe is learning up this thing, this Pasuk, which is a very obscure Pasuk, and even how to read it, it means that a person, whether you have a lot or a little, sometimes a sheep has to go and cross a river. The owner of the sheep will shave its wool, even though it's like it's, it's wool, it's so chashev, because if it, if, if it goes in with its wool, it's going to get so weighed down, it won't be able to move. So to HaKadosh Baruch says, sometimes you got to shave off a little bit of your money and give it to tzedakah, but through that you're going to be able to get to a new place and, and, and reach the highest of heights in wealth itself. So he's saying here is that shuv, uh, that the Gemara ends off, shuv ein marin simon aniyas, that by giving tzedakah, there's no more simon aniyas. A person, he loses the aniyas, he gains all the wealth. So what he's saying is, is that we see that tzedakah brings you to the wealth. And these two things, gaiva and varmatelim, lashonara, bring you aniyas. So therefore, the answer to get rid of those bad midas is to give tzedakah. And you'll come to the wealth, which would also, by therefore, by default, destroy all of those two midas. Now, interestingly enough, if you go off a little bit on a tangent, simon lagas zeruach anius, the simon for gas he said is anius. Anius in this Gemara is actually talking about anius betoira. So here the Ramachim is using it to teach you that, you know, if you're a balgaiva, you're going to become poor. But that's not, talk, that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about that you're going to become poor in Torah. You're not going to be wise in Torah if you're a Balgaiva. Which, by the way, is very reminiscent of another Gemara that says, um, that a person that um, is Balgaiva, his Chachma leaves him. So I once heard a very nice shot, and it was so true. You know, um, one of my brother, Chikoski, once said that. It's not so much a spiritual, mystical, mystical thing that, you know, a person that's about gaiva, his chachmah leaves him. He's saying the opposite. He's saying that, you know, the example that we gave was a real story that happened that we were in the share, and the guy said, you know, 
we, um, I was learning in a base madrash, and, and there, sorry, you came into a base madrash, it was a base knesses, it was a shul, and there were two guys learning there. And they had a Meyer of Minion, 945 Minion, whatever. And so 15, 20 guys started coming and they started having Meyer. Now, these two guys that were learning were big Lambonim and big Tadikim, so they said, We're learning here for already an hour. What are these guys doing davening Meyer here? There was dates, so they, you know, very calmly and nicely said to them, You know, we're, we have a scheduled Meyer here. Not learning, because we were here before, but we're not leaving we're going to continue learning and they started learning with all their might during the Meyer so here the guys are saying so everyone when he said he's, the, 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 the student asked the Rabbi Chikoski, he said you know like what was the right thing he says this is exactly you think for one minute when they were learning they were actually learning the entire time they were trying to somehow keep up but a guy that we're learning and you're dominating you're brilliant they didn't even think one minute. He's saying, you can't think two things at one time. If a guy is misguided, that means he's thinking about Gaiva. Me. Thinking about me. So then he's not thinking about the Torah. That's why it's just misguided because you can't think two things at the same time. You either think about yourself and Baal Gaiva or you think about the Torah and then you have no Gaiva whatsoever. You think about what you're learning. So over here he's saying, Simon Lagas is a Ruach Anias. Simon Lagas is Anias the Torah. So he brings that from the, he brings that from the Papras Lachachma, one of the Perushimon, Likud Imran, that although obviously the literal meaning is Anias from Torah, but it doesn't take away from its literal meaning, which is Aeneas. Gemara says Aeneas, so we can learn it up also as meaning poverty. Allah has the right to do that, so to speak. But he says even more than that, we know that if a person doesn't have Torah, in Ein Torah, in Kemach. So a person that has the Aeneas from Torah is going to be able to have Aeneas from reality. So it's not only just a, a you know, learning for some shot. The Papras Lachachma says this. But then, if you send that even further, I'm not sure who says this part of it, but you send that even further is that, I think this is more of like the footnotes over here in, in the Likud Imran, the, the BRI one, or maybe from the Mehanachal, I'm not sure exactly where it's from, but he says that even if you'd say that the guy will still be rich, but a person that doesn't have Torah will never appreciate and enjoy his money because he'll never be satisfied. We know that a person that has 100 wants 200, and a person is never satisfied with what he has. So therefore, the poverty over here that he's speaking about might be referring to Torah, but that Torah is either going to lead to a real poverty, or even if it doesn't lead to a real poverty, it's going to lead to the person always feeling that he has a lack, and that lack is going to be a big, a big issue. Basically, Rav, right. Yaakov said that he has... Kol. He has everything he needs, right? right. It was interesting, I saw... Today, um, you know, because in a certain sense, the there's a there's a dynamic that <clears throat> that a person that ha- doesn't have Torah is never going to be satisfied with what he has. But there's a dynamic in Torah also that you have to be never satisfied, right? If you get complacent in your Torah learning, I have Tafshir and I do this and I do that, you're good, I'm good. So that's also not a healthy thing. So if so, what's the proper you know uh, thing? So I always think about it in relation to Oishav Achavad. We daven for this in Berkas Achaydah. So we say every, you know every once every month, give me Oishav Achavad, give me wealth and kavod. Now it seems a little crazy, you know, like here we are asking for Torah and Yiras Shemayim and Yiras Chait. We're saying give me wealth and honor, you know, it doesn't seem to flow. But if you learn wealth as being the classic shot from Pirkei of Eza Asher Samech Bechalkai, so you could say that it means that I should be happy with what I have. But the same second, you have covered. Covered is Gematria 32, which is late. Which means that as much as you're happy with what you have, you should always be yearning for more. And that's 
works for, for wealth also. You know, you, you have to, if you're always yearning for more but never happy with what you have, that's the, the problem of life. But if a person is taka very happy with what he has and he's enjoying it genuinely with a, with a proper healthy Torah perspective, then he wants more, go, go for it, you know? And, and that, I think that works very well with Torah because a person has to be at the same time super happy, super nekudas toivas and mechazek, ah, what I'm doing is so chashev, it's so awesome, and so amazing. Uh, but through that simcha, you should be yearning for more and yearning, yearning for more. So I saw today, the Kutzka brings us down from the Lushan of Mole Kresa, right? Uh, we always say, you should be Mole Kresa, Bishasa Poiskin. Uh, people give that bracha, it's human. You should be Mole Kresa. You never think about it that much, but it means that your belly should be filled with Shas Poiskin. Now, your belly is not filled with Shas Poiskin. Your mind is filled with Shas Poiskin. Even you want to say your heart is filled, but your belly is not. So he says that it's a, it's a specific imagery that the, that, that the Chazal are giving is that when you eat, when you crazy your belly, when you eat, you eat, but six hours later, you're gonna be starving again. That's just the way it depends if your kids, maybe two hours, you know, like your kids are always like, I'm starving, you just ate an hour ago. Like how starving can you be? I'm starving. Certain kids, you know, you have to feed them every like hour or two, they're starving. But that's the var. the var is that, you're right, we were full, but now we're starving. And he says that's why we say Mali Kresa, that the Torah should always be like that, that we, we, we fill ourselves with it and we mamish get a geshmak. And he brings down here from, um, the Ramaylech brings down from the Imre Emes that he asks also, Targilenim Sosecha says that we should be used to like, Targile, like a regilus, like we should be like almost rote with the Torah. But we know that you're not supposed to be doing things by rote. So he says that it's like rote in the sense of a specific imagery also, is that we eat by rote. We eat breakfast and then we have a snack and then we have lunch and we have a snack and we have we supper it, right 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 it's because we need it but the, the vart is though is that we're always doing it and we're always getting hungry so we're always getting back to it but at the same time we're always enjoying it if you have you ever realized it you like it's awesome it's geschmack you know it's like hmm, let me take a cookie let me take a, a you know a sandwich it's always geschmack so he says that's the that's what all these things are teaching us that in the Torah it should be that we have that that hunger and we can enjoy the food when we eat it, and then invite are hungry, invite are hungry, you know? And like what you said is very true, that we need to, to get to that, you have to have that need, that, that you have to feel that need. Otherwise, I brought this down in the, in the little pamphlet, say for I, I brought. That no, that no matter how much we're, we, we do it, quote unquote, by rote, nonetheless, it's still a need. We need to keep doing it. Right. And not that we need to, we need it. Meaning even every, every two hours, it's not, it's not just uh, it's just not, not like a robot I'm going to eat every two hours I need to go eat something right so every two hours that target land was her right here yeah okay it's two ways you could you could say you could set it up like that right. that you're gonna always learn every two hours or you could say that even if you set it up you should feel that need right. you should feel that want that desire that that ne- like you're saying necessity that you need to eat tired right now you need to say something to him you need to dive in a little bit you know um, there was a story from that I heard personally from Zalman Zilber um, that he says over from Ritzvi Meyer, but not probably not a very famous story, but he said it and it made a big impression. I put it in my little pamphlet book on Perky Avos, the first parak, the Avos anthology. So he said that this was going back in the 80s and Zalman used to learn with Ritzvi Meyer when they were Bachram in Slabodka, I think. And um, so Zalman was a normal Bachar, a good guy, he would learn. And then uh, Zimayar was already in the stratosphere. And he would learn for 10 hours straight. I guess it was the summer. You know, Shachas was over 9.30. And he would learn till, till 7.30 straight. But he said, when I mean straight, I don't mean 
no coffee breaks, no chilling, no bathroom, no nothing. He would sit and the Gemara and learn without stopping for 10 hours straight. So Zalman once came over to him and he said to him, Rupsi Meyer, you know, I could hear a person can train himself and break his tibas and everything, no eating, no coffee, no nothing, just Gemara. But how can you not go to the bathroom for 10 hours straight? It's not human. He said, it's not human to not go to the bathroom 10 hours straight. So Zalman answered him straight up. He said, you know, this is in the Lebanon Wars and uh, um, General Sharon, who ended up being prime minister, ended up getting struck when he gave away air to Israel, but that's a different story, was fighting at that point the battles against the Lebanese, and it was mamish like in the trenches, machine gun battles, like it was like a, a border skirmishes, mamish. I remember actually being there in the 90s, and it was still going on, and you saw it on television, it was just like mamish like machine gun battles all day long, I don't know, all day long, but I get to, he said, General Sharon is in the trenches with his troops, and they're in the middle of having a machine gun battle. Do you think for a minute it crosses his mind, oh my gosh, I gotta go to the bathroom? He says, ah, I'm in a battle with the Yetzirah, and he's not I'm shooting machine guns at me, and I'm shooting machine guns at him every second of the day. It doesn't cross my mind for a minute to go to the bathroom. <laughs> he said, it's obviously a very, very, very high level, and we're not even trying to get to such a level. Obviously, we are, slowly but surely, but the quid is that when we would feel that need, that, that need like that, to live, to be, you know, with the Torah, then we'd have that. And then that would obviously be the, you know, the opposite of this Anios, the opposite of this Gazaz Ruach, which would be um, to connect to the Torah on that level. Let's go fight a little bit. That in the story, once the morning light started to shine, so he was saved from also the Chayra and the Listim. Right? Because once the light comes up, we know that the animals don't bother people and the bandits are also not as brazen to start robbing in the middle of the day. That's the Pashup Shat. Amr Shachar. The Rebbe says here, Amr Shachar, the morning light is Remez Litzdaka. There's a Pasik in Shayak. He's Sira Oroin, and you see a naked man, I mean, a person that's needy, he needs clothing. The Chisis said, you give him clothing. It will be exploding and, and, uh, and shining and bursting forth like the morning light, like the dawn. Your light. Nimza, the tzedakah, so it's very clear that Amr Shachar, the, the, the hour of light, is this hour of tzedakah. Again, wild animal is a chai, it's an animal. Medaber is listim, are humans. You save from these two midas when you have this midah of tzedakah, which is the light, and that saves you from those two midas, which really in the midas represent Varmatela Lashanara and uh, Gaiva. Bechina uh, Shlishis, the third Bechina, Keshem is Vade. It's Tzedakah to the Tamakachim who needs it or for him to distribute. Right, so the, the, the Tzedakah that's given as the example over here from these proof texts seem to be just regular Tzedakah. But the Nachman himself was speaking about specifically the Tzedakah that it's What he wants to do with that, that's obviously up to him. Um, but it's kind of like a. Um, we have to see exactly how it fits in that it has to be specifically the tzaddik, but I'm sure tzaddik on any level works to do to accomplish these things. Mechina um, shlish is now we're getting up to the third aspect. He's talking about when you say vidoy dvarim in front of the tamachacham. That through this the tamachacham guides a person on the proper and straight path according to the root of his soul. That is the, the original thing that we had mentioned earlier in the Torah when we were speaking about 
getting to the highest places of recognizing everything's for the good. Uh, everything in this world is for the good. Uh, like a taste of Elam Haba that we started off the Torah with. And we said you have to bring up Malchus to do this. But then when you have Averus, Malchus is destroyed. It's not destroyed, it's etched into the bones. And the words of the Aver are etched into the bones. And you have to get rid of it by speaking out Vidri Devarim. Now, from what we've just seen over here, that before then you have to really break certain bad Midas. And you break those bad Midas by giving by seeing the face of the tzaddik, and you break those bad midas by, by giving tzedakah to the tzaddik. And now, once you've done that, you've broken all these midas rice of atzvahs and, and, uh, and taiva and loshon and, uh, and gaiva, and now you're ready to give the tzedakah, now you're ready to speak out your, your vidu yidvaram lefnei And through this, specifically, he's, giving, he's able to give you a guidance for where to go in your life. And we'll get back to that point also, but let's just finish up till test. And when you reach to the, to the uh, this is going back to the story in the Gemara there, when the guy finally reaches, it's morning light, he's been saved from all these things, but Lamaisa, he still doesn't know where in the world to go. And he comes to a crossroads and it says, New York, New Jersey, then he knows where to go. Now what's the... In the allegory, in the, in the nimshal, what is that? The tamachacham in, in the Gemara it says tamachacham v'yememisa. Two things: uh, tamachacham and the day of death. They're both very big guiders in life. Zebachinus vidu devarim lefnei tamachacham. Rabbi says this is all spinning around really one concept, which is vidu devarim. Why? Yememisa, the day of death, remez al vidu. That's obviously a remez on confession. That all those are about to be put to death, they confess. There was a whole thing of, I mean, I once heard someone say that that's why we say Lechaim, by a, uh, a shot of, uh, of schnapps with, the, with Yidin, because they would actually give a Lechaim to the guy before he was killed to make him more uh, calm and not to, to, to hurt as much, uh, not to be so nervous about it. The point is, though, that they would say Vidoy. Now, you know, obviously people that are about to die also say Vidoy. So Yom Emi says the concept of Vidoy. Zenikra Pashas Drachem, Pashas Drachem, this would play on words of Parashas Drachim, Mafresh Leiderach, Fisharish Nishmasay. That Tamachacham explains and shows him the path according to his Shoyrish. And now to end off in the story over there, Azanitza Mikulam, and you're saved from all of them, from everything you're saved now. Now the Rebbe brings it into the Nimshal of what he was trying to teach. Before a person does Vidoy Dvarim, Afapisha, Yaitza Tamachacham, he was by the Tamachacham. He saw the face of the tzaddik. Wow! When he gave tzedakah to the, to the tzaddik, and therefore he got rid of all these bad midas. It's a guy that has no, no, no desire. Is not being lashon hara. He doesn't have gaiva. He's not atzvos. Wow! What do you think? What a, what a great guy! He still has no idea where to go. He's gotten rid of all these pitfalls. He's gotten rid of all these things. But where do you go? Be'etzem, he doesn't really know where to go. There's a path in front of the man, but its end leads to death. Rashi explains that this is a person who, because he thinks he's on the right path, is going to go off, off the end, you know, off the cliff. And he thinks like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, you know. Never ask a man. A man will never ask the directions. He knows where he's going. If he didn't have GPS, he'd go straight off a cliff. But the point is that there's a guy that thinks he knows where he's going, but he doesn't know where he's going. And there the rabbi ends off. 
Kishiria, when he gets to the Pashadachim, to the place where there's crossroads, where there's signs, that's the Tamachachim, Yam Misa, which is Now we see a little bit where Abnachman is connecting it specifically to Tamachachim, because the Gemara over here connects Tamachachim via Yamamisa. Yamamisa is Vidoi, Tamachachim connects the two. Ah, if you do this, you're saved from all of them. All of what? All of the things that we were speaking about. You're saved from all of them now because not only are you saved from pitfalls that you're not going to fall into Gaiva and Taiva and all that stuff, but now also, like Rebbe says a few times over here, is mafresh leidech lefishesh nishmasei, which is a big unique, which is a big thing that the Tamachacham, the Tzadik, is able to give to a person. Um, the guidance that he needs specifically for his neshama. Uh, he brings down over here, which you see from 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 Nachmanosa, the Magid Mezrich had Talmidim that some of them were like fire and would daven screaming, clearly and banging against the walls, and some of them would daven for three hours straight like this without moving. You didn't know if they were alive or dead, dripping sweat from concentration. You think, you know, like where, what was the Magid? No, the Magid was able to guide each Talmud for exactly what he needed and he knew how to do that you see that with all the tzaddikim that are mamish able to do that and I, I always love to see that in Uman when you go and you see the gamut of Breslava Hasidim you see that wow you know like Nachman was able to guide you know I was once by Reb Chaim and these guys came over and they said Reb Chaim can you uh, sign a uh, a haskama a pro- you know, approbation I don't know what they call it for a book that we're writing Showing how uh, Rav Nachman, you know, how in 80 Torahs is, is, was, was Rav Kook Mizrahi, you know, for, 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 for Eretz Yisrael, you know. And he says, it's so funny. I would never sign this because a week ago I had two Nutuakata guys that came over to me trying to ask me to sign for a book. I was showing him 58 Torahs that Rav Nachman's against the state of Israel. So he said, Rav Nachman was ev- for everyone, for everything. He was open. Everyone could take it. Obviously, as long as you don't twist the Shulchan Arach, he was there. To guide and lead each person hopefully to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch When a real tzaddik is able to do that, and I think maybe this is my own connection, that in a certain way, the vidui dvarim, which, by the way, is obviously a concept that people are always like, what do you mean, confessing in front of a tzaddik? What does that mean? That sounds Christian. So, you know, they speak about it that a lot of these Christian things were actually just taken from Judaism, and because they were taken and they were, they were skewed so terribly they were lost from our tradition entirely if you look back they, there, there was such a concept before those times of people coming to the tzaddikim and speaking out what they did wrong and the tzaddik giving them a, a, a guide you know a guidance and mimitakin those things in a certain way but more than that Rav Nachman himself also at a certain point said to stop doing this even though people would do it and the rest of us were known at that point as the vidunikers the guys that confessed in front of Nachman, he said, stop doing it. And he said that, um, I think he said that, uh, I think um, learning the Torah or somebody, there's something else was going to take over that and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be any, uh, any more necessary to do this. But the Maisa, on a practical level, I, I've seen it in my own life and in and many people I'm sure have seen it, that a lot of times you want to come to the Tzaddik, so you're embarrassed. You're like, what am I going to say? If I ask him the questions, he's probably just going to tell me another like answer that all the deacon say like, oh, you should be more halig and you should learn more and have more, you know, like, uh, well, and you have all these these bushes that to come to the tzaddik and just and really just open up and just say like, this is what's going on in my life, you know, and so it's an aspect of confession because you're just opening up and you're saying, you know, oh, this is really hard for me or this is not going well and this is going well, you know, and it's hard to do that. But he's saying here is that 
that's only you could work on yourself and you could break yourself and you could be close to the tzaddik and you could be giving money to the tzaddik and building buildings for the tzaddik but if you don't have that busha a little bit to just open yourself up and break yourself and say you know what I'm not going to lose my olam haza and olam haba just because I don't want to just be open in front of the tzaddik and just be raw and, and say everything that there is on my heart when you do that you, you don't have the guidance but when you open yourself up all of a sudden he starts to guide you for who you are and for what you need in ways that that like you know by me always it was like that when I was in yeshiva it's like oh, I know what the Rebbe's going to say I know what the, I, don't, I don't even have to ask him and then when I'd ask him all the time it would be like wow mind blowing like that's totally not the way I saw things because he's objective and he's wise and he has experience and he's a tzaddik if he's a tzaddik so when you go to the tzaddikim and you, you speak your heart out which I think is an aspect of vidoy they often um, give you a, a guidance that leads you in your specific in your life um, in a ways that you could have never gotten any other way and that's the mitzvah mikulam you're safe from everything because yeah you worked on yourself and you got rid of a lot of bad traits but then where do you go from here that you needed tzaddik should help us to be zeichet, to come close to the tzaddik, and mamish be open with him, and be zeichet to have this guidance all the time. Oh, yeah.